Hey guys, this is Tyler Fessler with Get the Ball Rolling, a sports podcast. What's going on, guys? So we are back once again uh, doing another little podcast, uh, getting ready to talk about some things, a little bit more uh, news, sports, information that has came out since the last podcast. Last podcast was the interview with Coach Tim Plo, the offensive coordinator at UC Davis. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be having Coach Aristotle Thompson from Cal Poly uh, Mustangs. He is the assistant head coach and the running backs head coach underneath Tim Walsh. Uh, so I'm super excited for, for another opportunity to talk about uh, the Big Sky. As you can see, the first few episodes, we're talking about the Big Sky, getting people excited, mainly because I really like the Big Sky. I think it's an awesome, like I said uh, in past episodes, I really like the Big Sky. It's a, it's a great conference. I think uh, there's a lot of talent that comes out of the Big Sky. It goes a little bit un, unnoticed. Uh, and I think I think that it's, a, it's going to be a great opportunity to, to analyze them, to, to work with, with these coaches, and then overall to see where, where this story takes us. Uh, one of, somebody told me that all about you know, podcasting is all about stories. You know, what kind of story are you going to tell? And these guys are going to tell us their stories. Uh, Coach Ryan Hunt, Coach Tim Plow, and now uh, Coach Aristotle Thompson, they're going to tell us their stories and what we want to hear, uh, what they think. You know, they're on the inside. They're in the trenches. They, they see what's going on. And these guys, some of these guys are, you know, the next head coaches uh, in big Division One programs. It could be the next, you know, assistant uh, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator in the NFL. And then all of a sudden you're looking at it. You're like, hey, I remember I remember talking to, to Coach Templo. I remember talking to Coach Ryan Hunt. Yeah, that guy was the one that uh, he was at SUU. And now he's, you know, we'll say at the Green Bay Packers, just an example. So, you know, you never know where this goes. I absolutely love telling their stories, uh, the story of the program, following it, covering it. Again, this is – I've been covering it as, as, you know, loosely for the last five years. And this year I'm going full in-depth, uh, getting people's stats, paying really close attention. I'm really excited. So like I said, Coach Aristotle Thompson, stay tuned for his interview and a little bit more from Get the Ball Rolling. Up no- next is the interview with Coach Aristotle Thompson. But first, we're going to have a sponsored segment. Okay, we are here today with Coach Aristotle Thompson of Cal Poly Mustang Football. He is the assistant head coach, also the running backs coach. How are you doing today, Coach? I'm doing well. Just enjoying a lovely spring day down here on the central coast of California. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd have to say that uh, I'm a little jealous because today it's about 50 degrees where I'm at. So I bet it's a little bit nicer down there in California than it is here. Yeah, just a little bit of sun down here right now. I think we're only at about seventy-five right now. So we'll, we'll we'll see if it uh, if it picks up. But this is you know a mainstay for us in this area. You know, seventy-five through eighty-five or so, pretty much year-round. So we're we're pretty fortunate to to have some great weather that gives us uh, opportunity to just enjoy the sun, enjoy the coast a little bit. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, coach. So I'm going to so I'll start off the the interview today. So how long have you been coaching and, and and what brought you to, to Cal Poly? Well, I've actually been involved in coaching since I finished uh, my playing career at Boise State. I actually started out uh, as a weight room intern at Boise State and knew that I wanted to coach uh, even before I finished playing. So 
you know, essentially since 2001, I've been coaching and I've been here at Cal Poly since 2009. And, you know, what brought me to Cal Poly was our head coach. You know, Tim Walsh got the head coaching job here at the time. Coach Walsh and I had a, a longstanding relationship from uh, our days back in Portland, where I'm from, when he was the head coach of Portland State. And he provided me with opportunity to come down here and, and, uh, be the recruit coordinator and coach the running backs down here and I jumped on the opportunity you know anytime you get a chance to be around great people and end up in a great place which I didn't know much about San Luis Obispo at the time but I knew that I was coming down to work with a great man so I knew we'd make it work one way or another then found out how great of a place San Luis Obispo the central coast is and and been fortunate enough to uh, remain here. That is super cool. Um, I didn't know that you were from the Portland area. I'm actually, I'm actually heading up there this next weekend. I want to go get married in uh, Lake Oswego, so I've been oh, up there. My, go. my, uh, my fiance, she's from Vancouver, so I've, I've been around those parts for, for the last couple years exploring up there. It's beautiful up there as well. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations to you and your wife. It'd be a, a pretty exciting time up there. And, you know, uh, as a Northwest native, I know that anytime you get into mid to late May through September, it's almost as beautiful as anywhere else in the country. So you guys should be blessed with some great weather. And hopefully you guys have a great ceremony and a, uh, a great reception for all the family and friends that come to join you guys. Yeah, yeah, thank you. But I, I got to say that the Pacific Northwest is it's beautiful up there. So that's super cool. You're from Portland. So, um... This last year, you guys had the leading rusher in the FCS. Is that correct, uh, Joe Plothero? Yeah. Yes, so, what was it like coaching somebody like like Joe that that goes out uh, consistently? You know, brings in a ton of yards a game. What was what was that like for you as the coach working with him? You know, it, it's been a special time here. Uh, with Joe throughout his career. You know, Joe is, is such a humble young man. You you wouldn't know that Joe has accomplished some of the feats that he has throughout his career, being a multi-year all-conference player, multi-year All-American. You, you, you would never know it by talking to him. He is not a guy who wants self-praise. He's not a guy who wants to be put on a pedestal. He's all about the guys that are around him and the sacrifices that they make for him to have the opportunity. So when you, you get a chance to uh, see a young man who is truly committed to uh, the growth of the team and, and seeing the people around him be successful is it, it, truly awesome and it is very special and it really kind of sets the tone for uh, the rest of your team as to the, the way to conduct yourself as an individual that it's not about you it's about everybody else and how you do things and that's kind of been the mantra here you know with coach Walsh at Cal Poly is that we accomplish more not I. Wow, that's super awesome. I think you know, football is definitely a, a team sport and individual accolades are important, but as long as you, you know, you're you're winning games and you're having fun doing it, there's nothing better uh than that. Um so you know, I, I, I do have to ask, I've, I was looking at, at your resume and stuff, so how do you, I mean, you as a coach, you've produced seven guys that are over a thousand yard rushers. How, does, how, how do you do that? What is your philosophy in, uh, in getting those guys in your time at Cal Poly to, to be able to rush for as many yards as they are? Well, you know, I think one of the big things that we understand here uh, in the group of running backs I've been able to coach here at Cal Poly is that we understand that we try to play the game the way it's supposed to be played. So we take a lot of pride in 
and playing football, which is a, a tough sport, it's a physical sport, uh, but it's all about the ball as well. And if we do a great job protecting the football and we play behind our pads and, and we work and understand that we're only going to be as good as our linemen, so we love those guys up, give them the praise, uh, you know, make sure we, we take care of those guys on a regular basis, you know, the, the big pitcher will take care of itself and will continue to be successful in running the football as long as we play the game in the way it's supposed to be played. Take care of those linemen, you know, bring them the, the snacks and whatnot for the road trips and, you know, have them over for dinner and stuff like that. The, the, the big pitcher will take care of himself. And, you know, and as we grow and have grown over the years, it's really been about making sure we can find guys who buy into doing things the way that they're supposed to be done. And, and our staff has done a really good job of, going out and finding uh, good running backs from all over the state of California that want to play tough football, guys who want uh, to be involved in a, in a team sport, guys who want to be selfless. You know, we have to block for each other. We have to block for the quarterback, and you know, and, and we'll get our touches and things like that will come. And as long as we do those things, we'll be all right. So I've been fortunate that our staff has put together uh, some good guys that I can help cultivate, help grow, and watch them mature in our system. Yeah, that that is super awesome. Uh, I know uh, I played I played football a little bit, and and the running back is you know the is glamorous, and I think giving a shout out to the hog mollies up front, you know, doing the dirty work in the trenches, if, you know, down after down. That's that's really important to have, you know, behind a, a thousand yard rusher, you always have, you know, your your guys going to work in the trenches. Uh, so you guys, after this last season, uh, you guys are replacing a. Well, as I was looking at the the roster, you're replacing quite a few people on on, on offense and and on defense as well. So going going into spring camp, what was the main focus uh, for you guys as a whole, and what are some notable players that we should be watching for this upcoming season? Well, a, a big focus for us uh, offensively going to the spring football was to get guys quality reps that they can start to mature you know we have a relatively young group as you said you know we lost some guys from last season uh in particular joe prothrow and khalil jenkins and so it was to get the younger guys the opportunity to grow up a little bit and what that will ultimately lead us to is building depth and i think that guys wanted to come in and push each other and not necessarily to say that hey i'm going to be the thousand yard rusher i'm going to be the feature person in the system but that any one of us can get on the field and be dominant and regardless of who's on the field there won't be a drop off in the level play and i think that uh at our quarterback position you know we had some young guys uh really step up kyle reed and Jalen Hamler, you know, those guys are going to be special. You know, Jalen did some really fun things uh, in the spring game. Uh, and then Jake Jeffries, you know, who is a, uh, a veteran uh, here, you know, he started pretty much the entire 2017 season. He provided uh, some good depth and, and did some really good things throughout the spring as well. So that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we had a few other guys step up and kind of make some plays. Ryan Rivera uh, at our H-back spot. Uh, C.J. Cole did some good things. Juwan Campbell, uh, who's going to be a senior this year, he actually came to us as a junior college transfer last year. He, he did some fun stuff. And uh, Andrew Hernandez, who uh, is a, was a walk-on here at Cal Poly, came from De La Salle High School and actually started about uh, seven games last year, put up about 600 yards rushing or so. You know, he did some fun stuff. 
Uh, it's good to see those guys start to play with a little bit of an edge, but also understand that I don't have to be out there every down for us to be successful. You know, that our, our wideouts are, are continuing to develop and grow. I mean, I think we got a pretty pretty dynamic wide receiver in J.J. Koski, uh, but Quentin Harrison is another guy who's going to be a big factor for us as well. So as we uh, culminated spring practices, it was really fun to see those guys start to put it together, start to build some camaraderie out there, and start to understand that everybody here has a vital role in what we're doing, and your role will continue to grow as you allow it to. So as you master uh, your position or you master a certain play that you're in on, now you continue to grow and get a bigger role uh, within the system. Oh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, uh, that that's exciting. Uh, I'm I'm from Southern Utah, uh, and so I'll be I'll definitely be looking for those players when you guys come here to to Cedar City. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. So I only have a couple more questions for you. Uh, in the 2016 football in the 2016 football season, you guys played in the FCS playoffs, right, against That's San Diego. Correct. And and what was that ex- what was that experience like to to play in the FCS playoffs? Well, you know, it, it was a lot of fun, you know, for us to be able to host a, a playoff game and, you know, to return to the playoffs again. You know, it was our, our first return since the 2012 season, in which 2012 we were co-big sky champs. Uh, 2016 we weren't, but we got a we got a playoff bid. And so it was a lot of fun for us to have opportunity to compete for a, uh, you know, a national championship. You know, now the game didn't end as we would have liked to, but it's a learning experience, you know. You you have to look at everything and as a whole and sit back and say, okay, where do we need to be better? How can we be better? And you know, we're going to start off the 2019 season with University of San Diego, which has done a, a tremendous job. You know, they, they've always done a, a good job down there, uh, and, and the way they build their program and, and what they've done with their players. And so, you know, our charge from here now is to move forward and. Improve in preparation for playing University of San Diego again, which in our minds is a playoff type game. It's going to have a playoff environment. I mean, that was the last time we were in the playoffs. We uh, did come up on the, the right side of the column against those guys. So we know that they're going to be highly competitive within their conference and they're going to be pushing uh, for that bid uh, automatically out of their conference. And so it's a team that we could, you know, if things go right for both teams at the end of the day uh, throughout your seasons that you could be facing at some time to get the playoffs. So it does have that environment to it. So we're excited about that opportunity to play them, to play them here at Spano Stadium, you know, and, and we're not looking at this as, oh, hey, this is a revenge game. This is the first game of our season, so it's the most important game of our season. Yeah, that's, that's super awesome. I, I uh, you know, the FCS is so unique having the, having the playoff system, and, and I always like to, to ask that question just because it is it, it is so unique, and I think it is the, the epitome of sports, you know, uh, going up against, you know, going through the, the bracket and playing it, see who, who really is the best best team in the nation you guys you know it's no and there's no analytics behind it nobody's telling you you know this is you know this is the champion because on paper this team's good no you guys play it uh throughout you know the month of december and you guys have a one true champion so it's really cool to to hear the experiences from from the coaches and, and also the players that have had that opportunity 
All right. So, so one last question. Uh, the guys on on the podcast and uh, some of my friends, they always uh, we always get into the debate and you know talking about the playoff. Uh, and you you being at Boise State, being in the, in FBS, do you think? Uh, just kind of a fun question. Do you think that the FBS should expand the playoff system, uh, maybe to mirror the FCS, or do you think it's it's fine the way it is? Well, you know, I, I think that. That's a tough question to answer, but I'm, I'm going to do my, my best with it. I think that it has the ability to expand, but one of the things that I know I enjoyed as a player was having a bowl system. So going to a bowl game and having that opportunity to play and kind of uh, delve into those festivities of that, uh, you know, going to the, the different events, the social events, the parades, or whatever they may have for, for various uh, bowl games. But I do think the opportunity to expand it uh, from four teams is there. How that works, you know, I'm not certain at this time. Do you expand it to eight? Do you expand it to 16? You know, you, you could go on and on about the various ways. I think that as long as what is kept first is the experience for the college football players and the fans is great, then I think that it's worthwhile looking into it. So if if expanding to the playoffs is not going to do a service or have it be a good experience for the players, ultimately, then I would I wouldn't push for it. But if it is going to expand the experience for the players as a whole, then I think it's what you do. Because at the end of the day, the game is about the players and allowing them to develop, to grow, and be the men that they want to be. And if another game is going to give them that opportunity or two more games going to give that opportunity to some more guys to have uh, a better lifelong experience from it, then you do it. You know, so I, yeah. I, I can't say that one system is is better than the other. I do enjoy that if you have a productive season, that you get a chance to play for a national championship. You know, so in FCS, you know, you you better be looking at winning eight to nine games to have an opportunity, or you better have beat some really good opponents that make you a viable candidate. You know, playing in the Big Sky Conference, we got to play tough teams week in and week out. There are no bad teams in the uh, in the Big Sky. There's some teams that have rough years. You know, there's teams that definitely have rough years, but I don't think there's bad teams. And so when you can go through the gauntlet like the Big Sky and get a chance for the playoffs, you know, you, you, you deserve it. You know, you, you deserve it. You've earned your opportunity. And so, you know, I, I can look and say that, hey, yeah, there's other uh, divisions, you know, in, in, in FBS that, hey, if you win six games, you get a bowl game. Well, that doesn't mean that those guys don't deserve opportunity to have a, a postseason celebration yeah, exactly. in, in a bowl game, you know. But at the same time, I do enjoy the fact that you take care of your business as a uh, as a football program and you get on that higher side of the win column that you get opportunity to play for national championship. I think that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of excitement, and it allows the players to determine who is the national champion by the way that you play. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, that's super awesome that, that you brought up the point. That's one of my, my things is that the bowl season, there's there's nothing like it in, in, in FBS. You know, uh, Most of the bowls are, are warm weather bowls, so you're going out of a place. You know, you're in Boise, so you know, getting out of the cold of the winter and probably going down and you know, playing in nicer weather, playing against a team that you might not usually play against or normally schedule because schedules are built so far in advance. But I really liked your comments there, and, and thank you for your time, Coach. I really appreciate this 
this this interview and I look forward like I said I'll probably uh I'm here from Utah so I'll definitely be at the Weaver State in the Southern Utah game so I look forward to to seeing you guys perform uh on on the field and and watching your guys' season unfold well I appreciate it thank you very much for the opportunity to to do this and you know I'm always uh open to to talking to you guys or doing another uh if the opportunity arises and looking forward to our season and when we get to uh to play in southern utah and over cedar city we'll have to uh, make sure we connect uh face to face yeah for sure I'll, i will i will definitely be there so but thank you so much for everything all right we're back and let's get the ball rolling let's uh let's dissect that interview a little bit with with coach aristotle thompson so the cal poly mustangs this next season they they are going to have a very tough season but i think a very winnable season if you if you ask my opinion Again, uh, Cal Poly, they play in the Big Sky Conference. And right now, they're looking at something something that they can do uh, and be super talented. So, they're, so their combined win and loss total with the teams of this upcoming season is 66 and 66. And the coaches' win total against those teams, common opponents, is 26 and 26. So this team could easily, easily do amazing things. And they could be going, they could be going, just like they did in 2016 to the FCS playoffs, or they might have a season like like last season. Personally, I'm going to think it's it, it, it'll be the first one. This team is extremely talented. Uh, the running, you know, being able to talk to the running back coach, being able to replace those guys, you know, I really enjoyed a lot of the things what he said, and I really think Cal Poly will be able to 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 produce this season. And I honestly think, looking at the Big Sky Conference, that they could be the dark horse. They started at San Diego, and they were very good last year, and they've been good for a while. So that would be tough. Uh, then they go at Weber State, who was a coach champion last year of the Big Sky at Oregon State. Now, it's played in Corvallis, Oregon. Uh, this last week, I had an opportunity to spend some time in Corvallis, a beautiful place. But I honestly think going up there will give get them ready for the for the rest of the slate. I personally think that these FCS teams should play FBS teams, which is a little bit different than than what the common mantra is or whatever you want to call it. Because a lot of people say, "Well, why would you want to go up and get stomped on?" Well, I think it prepares you and it really sees you what kind of what kind of kids you're dealing with when they have to battle these these big FBS teams, especially a team like Oregon State in the Pac-12. Then they play at uh, Southern Utah. That's in Cedar City, beautiful town as well. I think it's really that's a really key game for them. Uh, if they come out of, I mean, if they go into it and they beat Southern Utah, I mean, they can be uh, one and th- or zero oh and three, and they can go in and they can completely turn their season around because there's a lot of winnable games afterwards. Montana State, I think that's always a, a, a interesting game. Playing at home instead of playing in Bozeman, that would be really interesting. Playing at UC Davis, uh, UC Davis. Davis is winners last year, front front runners for this year. But I think that they, you know, it's a rivalry game, and you never know what kind of teams you're dealing with when you're dealing with a rivalry, personally. And and then they go and they play home against North Dakota, which North Dakota, I honestly think uh, they're not, I mean, playing a lot of big side teams, but I think that team, you can get a win there. Sacramento State as well. Uh, Idaho, finishing with Idaho. Now, they've never played against Idaho. Idaho was uh, in the Sunbelt Conference for a while, kind of bounced around in, in FBS, but then they, then they went uh, and started to be in the Big Sky, I believe this last year uh, was their first year in the Big Sky, so it'll be interesting to see a matchup there, never playing, uh, that is up in Moscow, Idaho, an away game, but if you come in and where you've never played a team, it, it can be super good, because they might not be expecting you, but then at the same time, they, they might, 
you know, have the tricks and you might not be expecting them. Uh, home against Eastern Washington, again, co-champions. They play the three big co-champions of last year being Weaver State, uh, UC Davis, and Eastern Washington. However, uh, where it's a home game, you never really know. Then they finish the the season off in Northern Colorado. I think that uh, I, I'll release my, my final predictions uh, when we get closer to the season. But this Cal Poly team, do not sleep on them, lovers of the Big Sky. I think the Big Sky, again, I've always said it, is a really competitive football league. I love covering it. And I, don't, I honestly don't know what I would do... Um, not being able to cover this conference it is such a fun conference. This team of Cal Poly, they have a lot of young guys, and I think that development, if you can get, uh, I mean, they have a lot of juniors and sophomores, which means they've been in the program a year or two years. Uh, they have some seniors, but the, their biggest class is juniors. So I think when you go into team, when you go into stadium, when you, when, as a team, you're a little young, you're, you have a little bit more fight in you. And I honestly think that this is exactly what this team has. Uh, again, I'll be covering it uh, this season. I'll release my final predictions. Uh, Cal Poly fans, I will uh, be there at the game on September 28th, I believe, is is the day when they come to Cedar City. Uh, hopefully, we'll get another interview. Hopefully, do a Facebook Live. Whatever it may be, I will be there covering it. Uh, so that's pretty much the show today. That's all I wanted to do, just a little show um, before I... Uh, before I sign off for for this week, I wanted to send one out and hopefully get you guys excited for this upcoming se- football season. We're so close. I mean, we're so close. I'm so excited. I love I love football season so much, and there is nothing better uh, than than the smell of fall, the sounds of fall, and best of all, the football of fall. Um, also, check out um, check out my my podcast. It's on Anchor, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, Google Podcasts. Working with iTunes right now, so then Apple Podcasts will be able to be available for you guys. Also, want to give a shout out to my friends' podcast, uh, Slinging the Pill with Jeff and Skyler. They are also on Apple Podcasts. They also know their stuff. I'm going to be working with them, talking a little bit about my predictions, not just the Big Sky, because obviously there's a lot more football conferences, a lot of football to be talked about uh, in the upcoming months, but I will be talking with them on their show, so get the ball rolling, slinging the pill. We're starting it up. Southern Utah, I love you. Love all of the the United States, all my listeners out there. Uh, again, subscribe, listen, tell your friends, and uh, hopefully this coming week I'll be able to produce another one. I am currently in Portland, Oregon, so I'm working to hopefully get on uh, a Portland State and Oregon State. So stay tuned, working hard, listen, tell your friends. Have a good night, all.